Hello, WUEC Eau Claire. This podcast is run through Google Radio Sunday, and it is um, Eau Claire Sports Insider. And I'm your host, Cece Brown. And today we are here with a special guest from the UWEC Division Three volleyball team. So, Izzy Grace, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Izzy. I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. I went to Bayport High School. I am number 14. I'm a pin hitter for the Blue Golds. Um, pin hitter slash DS. Um, but yeah, I'm a freshman this year, and it's just my first year kind of feeling everything out. So I'm really excited to be here. So if you haven't gathered from that today, we are going to be touching a little bit on volleyball and um, some of Izzy's insights on that. Um, we are going to start with their game recap. So on Monday, actually, you know what, let's talk about, do you want to talk about Iowa for a little bit and then I'll get into Monday? Yeah, okay. So Iowa was a great time. We were actually missing one of our starting hitters and we had Dorsey Walker fill in and she did phenomenal on the weekend she i think was our leading scorer in kills um i could be wrong but we had such a great team dynamic that weekend it was great we went to an O. we beat cornell which is a ranked team and then co as well which they're also usually pretty decent so it was just a great saturday um going to an O is all you can ask for and we just had a killer mentality we were like this is our game we're gonna go in we're gonna get done what we need to get done especially against Cornell considering they are ranked they, they're really good and we just played very clean volleyball the entire time awesome so that was their tournament this past weekend what was that the 30 the 30th 30th yeah 30th <clears throat> um so Monday fifth <laughs> so the third <laughs> so the third right? <laughs> okay. So we'll say, we'll go with October 3rd on a Tuesday. Um, they played, you guys played Northwestern mm-hmm. in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, um, let's see, you guys went one to three in matches. The first match was 25, 23. The second match, um, 18 to 25. Third match, 15, 25. And fourth match, 1825 and I'm just gonna name off some leaders um, and different aspects and then we can talk about the game from there mm-hmm. so our kill leader for Eau Claire was um, pin hitter Dorsey Walker Walker like you said she was on fire in Iowa too so that's awesome she had 15 kills uh, kill leader for Northwestern was um, outside hitter Abby Glanzer with 18. Um, ace leader for Eau Claire was DS Mackenzie Hauser with one. Uh, aces for North Northwestern was setter Grace Strickfaden. Probably not pronouncing that right. Uh, she had three. Uh, block leader for Eau Claire was pin hitter Bailey Leakey. Leak. Leak. Mm-hmm. With three. <coughs> block leader for Northwestern was right side Ari Schmidt with four. Um, let's see. Assists for Eau Claire, setter Charlie Nelson, 21 assists. Assists for Northwestern was setter Grace. I'm not going to say her last name again because that was probably not right. With 32. Um, digs for Eau Claire was Sheridan Detman, mm-hmm. DS, with 20. 
And then Libero. Uh, and then <laughs> digs for Northwestern was Libero Marilyn Schroyer with 31, which I think that her name is spelled so unique because it's spelled M-A-R-Y-L-Y-N. I've never seen that in my life. Hmm. And she's also from Fort Collins, Colorado. Shout out to her because I'm from Colorado too, and that's pretty lit. So <laughs> shout out. That is our leaders for the game against Northwestern. So it was a pretty good game. We held them. I mean, by the looks of it. I mean from stats, from the looks of it. Like fifteen to eighteen kills. That's not much of a difference for leaders, I should say. Um, let's see, assists, there was a kind of a little bit of a difference. Um, aces, only two difference. Digs, 11. But, I don't know, from the looks of it, it seems like you guys are pretty close on, um, specific aspects, but I don't know about, like, errors, personal team right. errors. You yeah, know. I mean, statistically, we played... Okay, volleyball. I mean, we held our own with them. Again, they're ranked number four in the nation right now. So they're a very, very good team, and they're very humble, too. I will say that. I was very impressed with their sportsmanship and their culture. But, yeah, you can say one team did well by looking at their leaders, but then you also have to factor in the errors that people made. And it's not even just people as a team. Yeah. Because someone can make an error. That's a team error. Mm -hmm. You know, everything goes into it. But, yeah. Um. I think, yeah. Energy-wise, was it? How was it there? First set, we came out big. We had, I swear to God, all 22 of us were on that court. We were all playing the same game. We were all on the same page. And we were all super dialed in because we came in with the expectation of we have nothing to lose, but we do have something to gain. And especially if we were to win that game, we would be um, in a position to maybe get an at-large bid into that NCAA tournament. And then second, second, third, and fourth sets, our energies just started to diminish, and we stopped being on the same page. We weren't as focused on the other side of the net. We were trying too much on our own side, and I think we just got tired and complacent, which has been a theme a little bit this season. But we're working really hard, especially at practices now, to overcome that and figure out ways that we can prevent that from happening. But I think it all just starts with fatigue. I mean, we've been playing a lot this season, more than in seasons past, from what I've heard at least. And we've been traveling a lot too, which can take a pretty big toll on your body. But um, I think it was just a mindset that shifted instead of us acting like we really have nothing to lose, but we do have a reputation we can defend. We just kind of were like, yeah, let's just get the game done. Like we won the first set. But Northwestern is a really good team, and they did come back, especially in that first set. We were up, I think, 23-19 at one point, somewhere along those lines, and they made a comeback. So we just needed to not take that for granted, and I think that we, again, got a little bit complacent. Yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) energy is a big thing in volleyball, if you guys don't know that, because clearly, Izzy, as Izzy stated, they were – at their highest energy first set and that's when they took it mm-hmm. so if only you guys could carry that but yeah you know it happens and it it's something happens. yeah it's something we're working on especially in practices not more than ever because we have our biggest 
one of our big conference games against Whitewater this Friday. So show up. <laughs> Pop um, out. <laughs> it is at home. So if you can make it, <laughs> make sure you're there. Is it like you said it was something? Was it like a special night or something? Youth night. Youth night. Yeah. Kids get in free. So bring your children if you have children. <laughs> bring all of them. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh, so talking about energy and just like a lot. Uh, I remember talking to you the other day and I just wanted to point out, um, yeah, like Eau Claire is D3 school, but I don't think a lot of, I think like, what, what are your opinions? I feel like a lot of people don't really take into consideration how much work you guys actually put in and how, how hard it is. You know, people think like D3, oh, they're probably just, it's like high school, like putting in minimal effort, barely going to practice, whatever. So I don't know. Do you want to touch on like that? It actually is pretty intense, or yeah, we did talk a lot about that because especially here we are so big on culture. So we do a lot of team team activities. I mean, not necessarily like team bonding, but we have study tables together. We practice every single day. We have lifts two to one to two times a week, depending on our schedule, because we're playing three times this week, so we only lift once, but. We're always trying to incorporate ways that we can be together as a team. So as much as people think, oh, it's D3, you only practice like every single day a week and then maybe you lift sometimes, it's more than that because we're pretty much always together and there's little things that are expected of you that go unnoticed, I feel like, especially when people are looking at division. Everyone thinks, oh, D1's this huge commitment and I'm sure it is. But people also fail to recognize how much work that people in D3 sports put in. And I would never take that for granted here because it really does build a better team and a much stronger program as a whole so that you can keep being successful for years on. So, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that that was even the amount of tournaments and games and everything is like there's no difference. I mean, you guys still like have the same amount of games, same amount of tournaments, like going and coming back. And mm-hmm. I mean, oh, so Izzy is my roommate. And, <laughs> uh, um, when was, was that this, this was Tuesday. that Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. She, I was sleeping, but <laughs> um, she came home. When did you get back? Like 12? Yeah, midnight. Well, and, I went to bed at midnight. We got back at like 11, but we had to unpack the bus and then I showered again. Because yeah. I never feel clean after I shower after games, so I do it again, and then and then school in the morning. Yeah, so especially for the people that have ADMs, like that can take a real toll on you really fast. Especially because now we're getting into the time of exams and whatnot. It's super important to keep yourself healthy mentally and physically. Uh, we never talked about um, back to the game. We never talked about. Oh yeah, how did you feel going in for that point? um I was just I mean I was at this point I kind of expect or not expect but I can at least kind of gather an idea of when Kim is gonna come find me on the bench and then this last time she was kind of looking up and down she's like where's Izzy Grace I was like right here she's like go and I think all we really needed was an energy shift yeah and I think even one point having yeah. a new person in there just mm-hmm. to hold your teammates accountable and pick them up when they're down even though the person I went in for she was passing great it's just 
sometimes you need the, to give the server something else to look at. So yeah. I went in, passed my balls, did my job, came out, and it is what it is. It was. I remember you're still in there for like to switch up to make people, you know, see the game right. in a different light. Yeah. So. And especially being on the other side, if I see someone get pulled as a server, it kind of switches my view. And I'm like, okay, so I just basically serve someone off the court. Can I do it again? Right. And then that's when you start getting to that level where you're probably at like an eight or nine energy-wise. You're hyping yourself up and you start to make errors on yeah. errors on errors. Right. So, yeah. Well, I just want to touch on this. We never did that. I forgot. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about you as an athlete, a college athlete. Let's do that. Um, as we both know that you're doing a lot of volleyball, you're brand new to college. So, you know, everything's new. Workload's new. Professors are different. School's different. Going to class is different. So, you know, you're on your own. You don't have someone telling you that you should go to bed either. So, right. what, uh, what, what, what's changing with your skills? Um, I've always had pretty good time management. I mean, I've usually been an AP, I've been an AP student since my sophomore year of high school and that was when COVID hit. So especially then I had to learn how to manage my time because I decided not to go back to school that year. I was virtual. So it was really easy for me to get distracted at home, especially because we had a puppy. So I was like, oh my God, the dog, not school. But I feel like especially because of that and just how rigorous my academics were in high school, it allowed me to develop those skills before I got here. And I feel like even now my schedules, it's not easy, but the time frame of it is because I have nine and I end at 11.50 every day. And it's it's really nice. Sometimes I have an 8 a.m., sometimes I don't. But I feel like they always tell you college is going to be harder than high school and in some aspects it is. But I think, too, it's not that much harder I think as long as you develop those habits before you get here, you'll be fine. And yeah. I think it's really nice to be busy because I feel like, and Cece, maybe you can speak on this, but if I didn't play sports, I just would have difficulties filling my time. Oh, yeah. So especially getting out and finding stuff you like to do would be, talking about this. would be really helpful instead of sitting in your room and watching Grey's Anatomy. Hey, and sports. <laughs> <laughs> Grey's Anatomy and sports. That's what her roommate does all day. Yeah. When she's gone. She's just lonely. <laughs> Wants to be her friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a time filler, and I'm definitely jealous of that. Although, we were talking about how much busy work there is currently, and it's just kind of like... Getting to the age where you do tend to teach yourself a lot more than the teachers teach you. And yeah. they're more just there to facilitate that stuff and make sure that you're staying on a schedule. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, no one's going to be there to hold you accountable. So you need to find what keeps you motivated through all of that busy work to be successful and right. get your degree. I feel like when there's so much of it, I just, it like just bores me so mm-hmm. much that I can't sit there and do it. And I'm just like, I'm not doing it tonight. <laughs> But she does end up doing it. But I do. So. Most nights. Because that's because then the rest of the week I don't have to do anything. Exactly. If I just grind it out. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. So we're going to do a little comparison here. So um, you're a college athlete, obviously. So I guess you could look into my life a little bit if you wanted to. But 
Nothing in NARP at all. <laughs> um, how did going into college as an athlete, I mean, impact your overall college experience? I mean, you were here, what, August, like, 14? 18. 18. Yep. August 18th. And for... Um, Reference, I didn't move in until September, no, yeah, September 2nd, 2nd or 3rd, because those were the move-in days, so I oh. think it was the 2nd. Okay. So I didn't move till September 2nd, so so she was alone. For two weeks. It was horrible, to be honest. <laughs> college athlete <clears throat> impact your overall college experience. So far, we're only in the first semester, but I mean, that's while you're playing volleyball, so. Yeah, I guess I'll talk a little bit about preseason as well. So it was really hard to leave home that early. None of my friends were leaving. So it was kind of the first. I mean, I'm not going to say that because obviously I had people that left before me. But of my friend group, I was the first to go. And that was really hard because I have really bad FOMO. So <laughs> I get really upset when I miss out on things that I think would have been fun and just made me happy. So seeing them at home, especially while I was here playing volleyball with a bunch of new faces and people who I didn't know, didn't know their team dynamic, who I would be close with, who I wouldn't. I didn't really have my person here yet, and my people were all home. So I felt like I was intruding if I called them or, like, needed someone to talk to. And especially being alone those first two weeks in the dorms, I get, think I went insane. No, I didn't. <laughs> but it was really difficult. And then especially not having a car or anywhere to like anything to kind of get me around. I was pretty much trapped when I wasn't playing volleyball. And granted, we did a lot of team things outside of preseason. We went to California for our preseason tournament. We had team dinners almost every single night, two a day. So I was busy, but it's those two hours of downtime in the dorms that were super, super difficult Um, because I just didn't know anybody yet. But I yeah. feel like next year it, it'll be different. Like I have my friends already, but transitioning into the school year I feel like at first because school hadn't really ramped up yet I was like this is so easy this is reminding me of high school and I didn't really find it much difficult I don't feel like I miss out on too many things just because there's not as much going on in college as people say I mean it is what you make it if you join clubs yes but with volleyball shout out blue gold radio Sunday I actually enjoy doing this but with volleyball, there's no time for me to join clubs, so I feel like I'm not really missing out on things that I would have done. So I don't really have much FOMO. And then, obviously, like I still get time on the weekends to hang out with my friends. Even during the week when we don't have study table or a game, I can I have time to like see my friends and whatnot. But with school ramping up, everything's kind of getting serious, right? All my exams are starting to come in, although I'm finding out that most of them are open notes, so I'm not super stressed anymore. <laughs> Shout out Eau Claire. Professors. Oh, well, mine aren't open notes. So. Well, I just got lucky because I know I'm an athlete. Just kidding. That's not <laughs> how it works. Don't expect that. But oh, so yeah, I feel like as a college athlete, like there's this whole stereotype that you're just going to eat, sleep, breathe your sport or eat, sleep, breathe your sport. And I'm guessing the higher division you go up, the more accurate that is. But I feel like for D3, even with us doing as much as we do. I still find time to manage my social, I'm going to call it work. I mean, it's not work. It's it's a privilege, but like my social work life. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, let's wrap up. I'm going to ask you a question that, you know, you've been asked before because I asked you it before. <laughs> so I'm a senior in high school. 
and um, a couple, we'll say, we'll say two, um, college, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, D3 here. So. Uh, Keep it rolling. <laughs> are looking at me for volleyball or really any sport. Um, what kind of advice would you give them? You know, like I don't really know if I want to do it because I'm scared of being able to live a college life and manage everything and balance out. So I don't really know what I want to do. But if I was going to ask you for advice, what would you tell me? Yeah. Okay. So I have answered this question before, but <laughs> I kind of this summer with just taking a step back from volleyball and just working and being social with my friends really made me reconsider if I want to do this in college because I was genuinely so happy and the last couple of volleyball seasons I've had have not been the greatest. Um, not for my mental health, but just like I wasn't really enjoying it as much as I used to. I wasn't finding my, my passion. So I was considering just taking a step back overall and evaluating if that's something I really want to do for the next four years, especially because college is just going to get harder as the years go on. And if I'm not passionate about volleyball, why do it? So I think a lot of people around me told me, just try your first year. If you don't like it, you can always quit or do club or whatever. And I would totally tell someone else that's in that position the same thing. You never know what you're going to like until you give it the first year. And I'm so thankful that I stuck it out because I love this program and I love everything that Eau Claire has to offer as a school, as a volleyball program, friends. And I think that if you were truly passionate about it at one point, you just have to go back and find your why and why you do what you do, who, like why, how did it shape you to be who you are? And do you think that it can continue to do that for you? Because if it does, I would say give it a try. And if you're trying to get recruited, Definitely use some platforms, like reach out to coaches, be super intentional about emails and text messaging and responding and keeping up contact with them because as soon as you start to kind of take a step back and you don't show them as much interest, they're going to replace you with someone else. So you definitely have to be very, very, very intentional about who you're talking to, what you're saying, how often you're talking to them, and you almost want to be annoying about it. You want to show that you're interested in that program because they're they're going to want someone that's passionate about that yeah. school, those people, that program. Yep. So, yeah, that's what I would tell someone. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So that's all we have for today. Um, again, go to the game against Whitewater. On Roll Golds. Friday. Roll <laughs> Golds. Uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Youth McPhee. night. Kids get in free. What? Do you do like an age? Just no. say that they're kid and they'll get in free yeah agreed. <laughs> um but yeah so thank you to wuec eau claire um tune in next time thank you Um, it's been real. So, thank you.